Welcome back, everyone, to Highness Talk. I hope you're all doing well. We are here to talk about health, wealth, well-being in this crazy thing that we call life. I'm Sydney. I'm Tawny. I'm Nina. And we're going to get into it. (laughs) So the last episode, we really went over two of... Yeah, two of the pillars of reparenting, which were emotional regulation and discipline. How did y'all <laughs> do with that? <laughs> I think we were all, well, mostly all on different ends of the spectrum, I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning a lot. Right, right. Yeah. So... <laughs> In this episode, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at you. Oh, great, good to know. Okay. Am I supposed to respond? <laughs> Who's that supposed to respond to that question? Usually, okay, poses the question. <laughs> but she said we're all just a different spectrum, so I didn't know if I should start or. It's okay, it's okay. fine. This episode, <laughs> we are going to be getting into joy, which we have plenty of, <laughs> and self care what that looks like how it is a part of reparenting why we need it things of that nature so let's go ahead and get started i'm excited if you can't tell (laughs) i love talking about (laughs) self-care so first let's go ahead and break down what does mainstream self-care look like that way we can talk about what self-care is not and actually what it really is okay okay (laughs) <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Mainstream. Oh, man. So we're talking about, ooh, I got my ice latte, self-care. <laughs> ooh, I, um, what? I, I, went on a, a, I went on a shopping spree, self-care. True, right. True. It was on sale, so self-care. <laughs> um, I went and got another... Pedicure. I didn't need one, but I got it because self care. Went thousand dollars in debt. Like one of these clothes. <laughs> self care. <laughs> what else? I, I called off like... of work today for self care. <laughs> that that's technically like true. There is personal. I just used. I it. mean, I no <laughs> shade to it, but. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. When you're you're abusing it in the name of self-care. I also think sometimes people say, like, ghosting is a... I know that... I know that we're not just talking about the the physical, but even the emotional self-care. It's Mm -hmm. like, people are like, I ghosted this person's self-care, and I'm like... I don't know because like that's kind of hurtful to the other person. Like it's ghosting no self care. Like I don't know, yeah. but you know that is like something people say. Like if I don't want to talk to you, I don't have to. True, but like there's a way to, I, go, there's a way to go about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They'll be like, it's my self care. Oh well, we have cancel culture self care. Right, <laughs> right. Everything is just oh, it's so mainstream has made self care into this selfish pit of just everything needs to be for me by me so true my way or the highway 
kind of thing now. It's almost like overindulgence. Like, yeah, toxic self-care. Is that that a thing? Yeah, (laughs) toxic self-care. We need to make that the new trend. What 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 is toxic self-care? And what it looks like. Yeah, Yeah, but... um, So, if that is what mainstream is pushing out and what mm -hmm. it's not, or will people overuse it or abuse it, what does self-care actually mean and actually look like? Well, I feel like it, it looks like the pillars in itself, um, you know, self-discipline, emotional regulation, joy. Like those are those are ways that we self-care. It's, it's actually parenting ourselves, but also like for some of us, it's like, what do you need? What are your necessities? Do you need mm-hmm. um, do you need fun in your life, like you said, or are you a person who's on the discipline side? I feel like it's it's really you having that talk with yourself on yeah. what like. What characteristics, what habits in my life do I need to put in place where I just don't feel balanced? Because if the scale's over tipping on one side and not the other, then mm-hmm. you're not regulating yourself anymore. You're in overdrive of one or the other. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that because to me, self-care is doing those things for yourself to bring you back into balance where where are we falling short at? Where are we, you know, not giving our best? When can we start implementing that? And with the mindset of it being self-care, yes, it takes care of, it can take care of all of these pillars, Mm -hmm. you know, in the name of self-care because we're coming back to self. We're doing something that will regenerate us revive us uh in a way you know put us back on that that routine that you know as much as some people don't appreciate routines i feel as though we as the human population we need some sort of structure so bringing in self-care to bring back that that structure and again like i said renew recharge us to to continue to be able to present our best selves what would you say to so when I think about self-care in the aspect of reparenting right mm-hmm. I was thinking about this earlier today and I'm like when we have our parental figures our mother and father or if you want to look at it as masculine and feminine energy mm-hmm. and what they would be teaching us in the parenting role right right so now we're looking at that aspect for ourselves Mm -hmm. so what would it be that they would be giving to me or i would be needing or wanting that i need to implement in myself i love that so you look at it from what would a masculine energy be setting you up with the Mm -hmm. discipline aspects um the assertiveness that type of like confidence and then you look at the feminine side of like the nurturing the softness the go Mm -hmm. with the flow how can i bring this into play in my life Mm -hmm. in self-care yeah you know Mm -hmm. so for me it's like i think that it's almost one of the most pivotal but it does kind of cover all the other pillars because let's self-care is taking care of self Mm-hmm. And you have that across the entire board, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Yes. So if we're going down and we're looking at how can I take care of myself physically, I'm making sure that I'm eating well, I'm exercising well, I'm making sure my mental and emotional game is on point, I'm making sure I'm tapped in spiritually, 
I can guarantee if somebody is putting all those things in place and balancing themselves out like that, your life is going to drastically change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just by, I mean, that's the setup for success, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well said. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing I do want to touch on, which we'll definitely get into deeper, but I wrote down, you know, we talked about what self-care is to us, but what does it feel like? Yeah to us to have these self-care habits Mm -hmm. so I know I said renew recharge and everything like that but even sometimes it's just bringing that peace yeah that's what I was gonna say it was like when you said that I felt immediate peace just from hearing you say it Mm -hmm. and like very grounding actually just more like I'm here I'm not everywhere I'm just here in this moment Mm -hmm. taking it step by step Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what does it feel like I would say replenishing. We got our answer, folks. <laughs> but like, it's sometimes for people just starting out, it can feel quite overwhelming yeah. to to um, especially the self care aspect. I just had a friend who recognized that she needed to stop being there emotionally for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm not calling her out. I'm looking to know she watches, but um, but it's a great it's a great example to this. So That's our number one rule. <laughs> what? No names. <laughs> right, right, right. No names. So she noticed that she needed more self-care in her life and that she was compensating for people's emotions. And feeling like she had to be there emotionally and let people dump on her their emotional needs so she could feel like she's providing something to these friendships. Mm-hmm. And then she realized that it's it's overwhelming for her self-care, so she goes on these binges of possibly eating or escaping on the TV or um, just like needing to completely pull away from her friends because it, it becomes so extreme to the fact where it's like there's not that self-care of like, I can only handle so much of your emotions. I can only handle so much. And then I, I even said to her, it was like, why do you, like, you know, why do you feel like you have to handle all this? And then she's like, because I don't feel like I'm bringing anything to these friendships. And I was like, you have more attributes than that, though. So you need to, you know, kind of align with your characteristics of what other, like, you're just, you're not just some emotion that people can hold. I mean, it's great. She's very empathic. But it's like, what else can you do for yourself? Because your friends should provide, mm-hmm. yes, support, but also fun or like some other quality. Mm-hmm. So I think self-care can just be first recognizing you need it because she didn't recognize she needed it until yeah. people kept pulling her in all these different directions and she couldn't be there. So some people may be in that stage where you're like, I don't know if I need, like, I don't know if I need it, but you'll start to feel it kind of in your emotions, if you're crying all the time, or in your body, like, mm-hmm. or if you're, I feel like when you're binging on things, too, like, those are some signs that if you're over excess in a part of your life, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, then it could be a sign that there's something implement that you need to implement, too. Mm-hmm. I think also self-care is directly linked to how you feel about yourself. So there are some people that don't do it because they don't feel that they're worthy enough to pour into themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's sometimes linked. Everything is a mirror from ourselves. So if we don't feel worthy to pour into ourselves in that aspect, we will then pour into another person because we've almost kind of abandoned ourselves 
mm-hmm. for other people. Mm-hmm. And so then hoping that, that they return that back to I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been there. So it's like <laughs> it's like, you know, okay, I'll I'll be this safe place not really realizing I'm already safe within myself, but I'll be that safe place for other people to just dump and rag and all of those things. Like, I, I was in that place on the first episode, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think acceptance is the first part. But yeah, and just, in yeah, and of course, and like you said, seeing where you're overindulging mm-hmm. in certain activities, because once it becomes something you have to do every day that isn't lifting you up, that isn't putting you on, you know, your path, isn't revitalizing you mm-hmm. or, you know, any of those aspects in the long run, it's, it's doing more da- damage than good. That's where we're tipping into overindulgence. And that is not okay. Anything, we said this on the last episode, too much of anything is a bad thing. It's okay. (laughs) 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 But how would you guys say to implement balance into someone's routine or into their life? What, What kind of advice would you give? I would say they have to take the discipline as- aspect that we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. And that has to be a huge thing because a lot of people want to do all of these things when they feel motivated, but everybody's not going to feel motivated 24 7. Mm-hmm. So people are banking on that. And mm-hmm. then when they don't feel motivated, they don't do it. But mm-hmm. you have to have your discipline in place, which is usually attached to your why, to make sure that on the days I feel like it, on the I'm motivated, and the days I'm not motivated, I still have these things in place because mm-hmm. I know how it keeps me in check. Right. Yeah. And start small. Like mm-hmm. don't be like don't feel any type of way, honestly, to be starting small. So cuz that was a huge thing for me. So with let me think of one goal that I had that I wanted to implement a lot um what I say? Like nighttime skincare. Like, I would, you know, when I wake up, it'll be fine. So, (laughs) it was not. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) But, um, so I would start small. Like, at night, I'm going to wash my face. Like, I would do that just for a week. Okay, great. After that week, on top of washing my face, okay, let me add in a mask once a week like okay so you know just things like that you can build on top of of course have your main goal in sight but if you're the type of person especially if you know you're the type of person that one doesn't really have any of this scheduled in um or you know on the overindulgent side just taking things a day at a time yeah but honoring yourself because that's a form of self-care in making sure that thing gets done yeah mm-hmm. what would you say um well I think that self-care even though it is a disciplinary act in in some ways like you were saying that it should be fun because it's good for us right so mm-hmm. it's like trying to set yourself up in a way that feels good to you like I 
I think I said last episode, I like checklists. So, like, me checking off things feels like a reward system in a way. You're like, oh, yeah, I did that. I'm so proud of myself. I think I'm, like, lifting myself up while I do it because when we're doing these, like, actions, it can almost feel like there's a heaviness in not doing it to the point where it's dragging us almost. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait, 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 (laughs) like, bring it back up because – it, it needs to be something I want. I want to do this. Like, I'm not doing self-care because it's an obligation mm-hmm. necessarily. It's because I want to do this to better my life. So I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's also, like, reminding myself why, like you said, why am I doing it? Mm-hmm. And then finding a way for me that feels good where it doesn't feel like it's a chore. It's something I want to do. Yeah. So I think, like, finding ways to make it fun or make it feel good to you is really important. Mm-hmm. So it's not on the lines of, like, there's all this weight if I don't do it, which you it really shouldn't happen if it's self care, but it can feel like that, like a you know. So I feel you. So I'll give an example, like with, which is great kind of segue, self care in discipline. How is self care in discipline? Uh, you know, to the untrained ear, I I don't know which one to say. <laughs> it can sound intimidating, yeah. you know, the, even coming from me, like saying I don't have, well, I didn't have that much discipline in the area of life. So it was really just breaking it down like, okay, well, this discipline that I need to have is actually a form of caring for myself. Right. It is a form of setting me up for the future. Mm-hmm. So. When I said, you know, shifting your mindset towards it, sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. It's just calling it a different, just calling it a different name if you need to. Mm -hmm. So that's what I had to say. I would say there's a balance because to me, it's not always going to feel good. And like for a prime example, I would say initially Mm -hmm. because there are people that love going to the gym, Mm -hmm. working out in general, Mm -hmm. but majority of people don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a thing. Like, damn, like, I got to get up and do this. Like, like mm-hmm. how many times have we seen the quote where it's like, I wish I could drop my body off and pick it back up? Like, <laughs> nobody really wants to be doing that for the most part. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't feel good in the moment when I'm pushing my legs to freaking. But it feels so good after. It feels good after. Like, once yeah. you start seeing, like, if I'm in the midst of lifting weights or doing squats and I'm pushing myself to basically. Uh, what's the word of like I can't go the max yeah like so I can't go anymore like that hurts and it sucks like I wish I could be sitting on the couch Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but over time when I start to see results I'm like oh okay maybe I will go (laughs) and it's the same to me with self-care like Mm -hmm. it may suck or kind of feel awkward or intimidating at first but once you start pouring into yourself and you're like you start feeling more like Mm -hmm. more into yourself and like more confident and more worthy and you're like oh okay maybe this is something let me do it a little bit more Mm -hmm. you know it's also Mm -hmm. the like I, I think we mentioned this last video or maybe it was this video but either way I don't know where it went but um I think I mentioned like also the gym may not be for you right you may want a home workout you may want weights you may want to go running or dancing finding a way to express yourself in the way that works for you so it doesn't feel and I get what you're saying you do have to push there's a level of you get Mm -hmm. sick of it and you want to you got to push through it Mm -hmm. because then it becomes a habit like the gym for me is is a habit that I do and if I'm not doing that then I'm running or I'm trying to find a way to push my body because it needs a release if my body does not have um 
that that way to get out of my mind it starts well one it's it starts to overeat it starts to get frustrated and angry my body's not happy with me and I just sit on the couch instead mm-hmm. but I can't be like that I gotta like right. I gotta I want this body to work for a long time right so I have to treat it well right and the, one of the craziest things I don't know why this is like just sitting on my mind or heart like when people are struggling with depression right one of their biggest things they don't realize is that, you know, they feel not motivated, of course, in that moment to get up and do anything mm-hmm. or do something that would make them feel better. But in reality, those things are what make you feel yeah, better. It's like it's just the resistance. It, yeah. It's really hard when you're in the resistance. And then when you start doing it, you're like, why wasn't I doing it? But then it can, it can be hard because you get back into the you can always go back. And that's the hard part is like, you can always go back to the way you were, but it's again, remembering why you, you want to do this, mm-hmm. you know, cause your body's sacred. It's not, it, it needs, it needs, um, it's just like a child, <laughs> like anything in life. It needs to, it needs to be nurtured. Yeah. So if we're not, you know, nurturing our bodies, then it's going to lead to problems in the future, frustration in the body. Like I do believe that like, that wears on you, your your mental and your emotional well-being, if it's not exercised throughout the body, it's going to stress. Yeah. And then you're going to see problems occur. Like, I don't know, like, and I maybe this is because it's, like, a little bit spiritual for me, but, and I'm not trained. This is just my thought process is that a lot of things that happen to people happen because of stress or because they're not, there's something mentally or emotionally that's blocking within the body. And so if you're not regulating the body, it's just going to, Mm-hmm. problems are going to appear. Well, it is a form like physical movement. When we're just talking about this one aspect of Of physical, course, of course. It is um emotions get stored in the body because it's energy. Yeah. And so that physical movement of whatever you choose is actually allowing those energies to be released. And yeah. so why you feel lighter and you're feeling the endorphins and all those things happening. And like you said if you don't and they're just pent up and stuck, now people have literally gotten ulcers and all these different things because you just have that energy sitting in that space. So since we said uh, physical, what does a mental self-care act look like to you guys? For me, it's journaling. Mm-hmm. But for you? For me, it's... So for me, it's honestly taking a break from like any mental activity. Mm-hmm. So if I... Like I've been taking a whole bunch of classes and courses over the past couple weeks and it would just be like okay like once I started feeling overloaded I would just okay this is my break time (laughs) this is okay just for this next 30 minutes to an hour Mm -hmm. we'll do that instead of because before I would just take a nap Mm, and that's that a great nap one. would turn into two hours. <laughs> no, I to do. Be well, see, this is the thing with mental <laughs> and TV to me. It's like I understand everyone has a show that they really like to watch, and you said you do it for one to two hours. But I also think that it can be a form of escapism, just because you can spend days doing it. Multiple TV shows. I get one TV show we binge. Hey, but like, like for instance, like there's someone I know. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> but like she watches so much TV and I just am like yeah you're escaping but I'm not going to say it because it's like she's you know and now she's having diabetes she's finding issues in her body and I'm like you know 
I'm kind of like, well, if you're escaping to the TV every day, you're not exercising, you're not even going on a walk. Like, you don't have to go to the gym. I'm just saying, like, if there's no form of escaping except to the TV, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, you and know. you could have been pouring into yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's but, something but that it's we good. need to acknowledge yeah. is escape versus trying yeah. to invoke yeah. the feeling that you want with self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that is where overindulgence does come in. Mm-hmm. Like once you're doing it too much, like it's just it's more of an escape tactic than yeah. right. than anything. I used to watch so much TV. Like I when when oh, I was yeah. younger, I watched so much, and it's so easy with Netflix to like <laughs> really get into a couple seasons. And then now I I really I mean there's certain shows I love watching, and I will make sure I watch them. Mm-hmm. But that's like a mental release for the day. But mm-hmm. it's not like. What would you say yours is? Sorry, we, we just skipped. <laughs> of like, of what? Oh, the mental self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd probably say journaling, grounding, like... Meditating. Meditating, because that's the time when it's like, everything that was going on in my mind is the moment to regroup, bring back mm-hmm. to the present moment. Like yesterday, I sat on the balcony for like two hours and had tea and just enjoyed outside. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I think sleep's also a really good one because when like the train of thoughts go, and you get so upset, and then you just like, and then you sleep, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, that was good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I haven't had one of those I in a know, while. I but, know. But I, I had one not too long ago, and yeah, definitely needed. <laughs> but that was that was totally my body, like, bam. We are sitting down, <laughs> and we are taking a nap. Like, I had no say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that happens, and people don't realize it's like when you push your body, push it, push it to the max, mm-hmm. sometimes it will force you. Like, you end up getting sick, or you mm-hmm. just get so drained and exhausted that mm-hmm. you have no other choice but, like, sit it down. Yeah, because right. sometimes with TV or, like, being on your computer or being on the phone, it's so much activity that mm-hmm. it's, it's like, whoa, I have a headache. I have many headaches. I feel like... yeah. That's also, like, a sign to some people. <laughs> yeah, it like they're, they're like, I'm having a lot of migraines and headaches. It's like, when are you off the screen, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if there's nowhere that your eyes are being, like, I don't know. I just I thought I just had, like, wait. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that blue light stimulation yeah. is, is... Overstimulating. It, yeah, that's why we said, should turn it off. An hour before you go to bed. Right. I'm bringing that, that back one up. challenge. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Jog y'all. Y'all's memory, real quick. So, okay, talked about it in the physical, mental. in the mental, so emotionally. I think it's in hand with emotional regulation. Yeah. Right? Um, I think mine's either talking to someone. Like a friend or like someone that I can like. Cause sometimes journaling's great, mm-hmm. but it's not the. I love when people can like talk. Like certain friends I have who I know mm-hmm. like will not just like yes, let listen to me, but also come back with like a question that of course I wouldn't have questioned myself in journaling. So mm-hmm. I think for me, uh, definitely an emotional one is is a good call to a friend. Or I think for me, it's TV. Like you know, like if I had like a. If I'm sick or I, if I have, like, let's say a bad breakup or a bad fight, I will watch, like, a love movie or a kid movie. And I know that that's going to get me out of just my emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And then I could maybe cry to a really sad scene in Lion King. Who knows? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, it was filled with a couple. It had a couple. 
Yours? Um, I would say, number one, I would sit with however I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that is self-care because I'm, I'm acknowledging and caring for what's actually taking place and I'm not suppressing it, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the first thing that people like to run to is, like, how can I avoid whatever I'm experiencing right now yeah. and do something else? Mm-hmm. But once I have, like, processed it and sat with it and then released it in some form or fashion, whether it's crying, whether it's physical movement, however I'm getting that energy out of my body, now I want to shift over and do something that will make me feel good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think to your point, I feel like for me, emotions, and this is just, I recognize this about myself, it's very hard for me to, like, not bypass it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just bypass my emotions, like, okay, on to the next thought. And it's like, there's not really that time where I sit with it unless it's extreme. And it's like, ah, oh, I feel it in my chest, I feel it in my body, but it's like an extreme emotion. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess now it's here. But it takes a really long time. A lot of times I let emotions go because I feel like they can, they can, sometimes the emotions can drive us into doing something we don't necessarily mean to do. So I think I, my, like, I, my thoughts just bypass my emotions a lot of times. So it's sometimes hard for me to emotionally self-care for myself because I forget it. Yeah. Naturally. It just comes out of the mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, forget it. <laughs> Why? Which is interesting, the the polarizations of people's personalities. Because mm-hmm. some people are like that and some people are on the opposite where their emotions literally drive their entire life. Like, oh, I feel this, I'm going to go do this. I yeah. feel this, I'm going to do, you know, when it's... Mm-hmm. You know, always coming back to I have to bring both of those into balance, you know? Mm-hmm. So when people say zodiac sign shit isn't real, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'm like, well, you know, I have yeah. a lot of air in my chart, so it's like, you know, and then yeah. I have the earth mm-hmm. energy, but like I, I have no water in my chart at all. Barely, yeah. maybe a hint of fire, a little. Yeah. That's pretty little. funny. I don't have any like prominent, but like, Pretty much all my planets are in the fifth house, and cancer rules the fifth house, so. Yeah, that's a great point. You may um, not, like, but you may have a bunch of houses uh, in it. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I feel you on that, like, with the whole, if it's not there, it's just not there. Sometimes like, it's emotion really just isn't there. Like, yeah, my brain will, you know, do a whole bunch of things, try to put two and two together in the moment and think diplomatically and all of those things. So I truly don't feel an emotion until I feel it. Like, I wouldn't even say extreme because... For me, it's, like, extreme. (laughs) Like, it has to be a really serious argument or, like, something that's really pushed me emotionally to get there. Yeah, I mean, so it definitely depends on the situation who it's with, you know, what it's surrounding and things like that. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, like, especially with um, sadness, and I'll get into this a little bit more in an upcoming episode. (laughs) (laughs) Because we already recorded. about how so like recently it was something that happened to me years ago and I didn't feel any of the emotions towards it until Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago right Mm -hmm. so it's like it can hit for me it's just it's it's 
it's it's just a crazy thing just being open to it like when it does hit to let it flow because Mm -hmm. i can't let any emotion that's not there flow i can't force it out yeah yeah so that's kind of like where i feel you on that because i just i'm like i can't do it unless it's at a certain point where i i i can't help but look at it but it's just not here <laughs> like you yeah. know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, other things like cause me to even just forget about it, and sometimes, yeah. woo, this is great. I uh, definitely suffered from um, what's it called? Um, depression. Mm-hmm. But like when you're like doing stuff. Like, I wasn't Functioning depression. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. I definitely... And that, I forgot so much. Like, I don't... People seldom... I know it's out there, but people seldom talk about how much you forget when you're in a depressive state. And especially being a functioning one, it was... I would... Nah, I'm not depressed. Like, I would just, like... Sometimes you don't realize it, it and, though. Yeah. You're not awakened so, to the fact you were until you learned something that puts you in a place to recognize, oh, that was that exactly. was numb. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was really so numb. It'll, just be, it'll be something so random mm-hmm. that'll pop up for me. Or just even the thought of it happening before. Like, on the random scale, and that's how the emotion gets pulled out. Yeah. But... Like I said, um, I do sit with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, do I see that as a form of self care? Mm-hmm. Not in the present moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, mm-hmm. it truly is. And then I will, um, I'll just take it easy. Mm-hmm. Like after that, especially, you know, crying mm-hmm. or any emotion that is in its extreme mm-hmm. phase of being present mm-hmm. it just okay like we're we're good we're glad we got that out we're glad we're in a safe space to get that out but just just chill out i also just feel with, with emotion a lot of times it's i mean yes you have your own emotion and it's not you know with other people but mm-hmm. i feel like i'm a person where it's like i usually tell people how i'm feeling anyways so it that's my form of expression through my it's just telling you how I feel right now like that that's what it is and then I just leave it where it was Mm -hmm. so maybe that is like the way I do it I just tell people where I'm at yeah which is nice like which is commendable yeah so it doesn't feel like it's self-care it's just something I'm Mm -hmm. speaking Mm -hmm. out so I think even my emotion comes out like a um like a mental like a, it's a emotional thing that I'm telling you how I feel but it's coming out as a mental release and physical or a mental release actually yeah it's mm-hmm. a mental release not a physical I mean it could yeah I would like manifest physically true like with just speaking it out yeah because a lot true. of times uh, I even find that to be true just yeah. speaking on what it is and then I'm like oh Alright. Like, <laughs> we're good now. Like, I'm Got that out. <laughs> so, yeah. so now that you mentioned manifestation, what would you guys say your spiritual self-care act is? Mine is... So, I mean, I don't know. So I will, I will meditate, like, mm-hmm. but with the goal to 
hear, well, like, to be open for listening, because um, I read that somewhere mm-hmm. as well. Meditation is for listening, prayer is for asking, um, and I liked it. I don't think it's just for that, but, you know, I like it, and um, I love, love learning. Like, I've been, like, traveling the astral <laughs> oh really <laughs> lately yeah like lucid fun. dreaming or like no astral projection like astral projection oh that's awesome it's, it's, it's a little scary to me but <laughs> you know <laughs> you just gotta you just you keep your head on a swivel and mm-hmm. you know just wow trust your intuition to a t yeah. I lucid dream a lot. I feel like if there with dreaming you probably fall in some area that you do a little bit more than you do another maybe. I don't know. For me I do a lot of lucid dreaming in terms of like that stuff. So I don't do astral projection, but I lucid dream a lot. It's just so cool to me. Like yeah. I think it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, Woo <laughs> I went so many places. Sometimes I'll wake up and be like Wow. I don't remember coming back. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. Like, but, like, I hope I can get myself into no trouble. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you go far. <laughs> you go so like, far, Whoops. you don't remember when you came back. You blacked out at some point. Like, what? Maybe I got mad. What's yours, Tony? Uh, I would say getting to a like it, for me it's, it's a lot of getting back to stillness because mm-hmm. then I can hear and be in that connection with divine or whatever it is that you choose to believe or call it um, another thing that I like to do is like have these random like games and it's like hey like if, if you want me to go over here or do all this da, 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 sh- like show me these little signs or show me this mm-hmm. physical thing and I've done that like I've been on like these scavenger hunts where it's like God will show me this particular item and then that's where I'm supposed to be at and go talk to this person over here and that whole type of thing. That's awesome. I like that. Um, For me, my spiritual is either meditation um, or nature walking because I just love, I don't know why, I find it to be very spiritual for me to go on walks and then like hiking. Um, And then, of course, I do tarot. Because sometimes it's just like I get my answers there. Mm-hmm. So those are my three, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Know what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Someone knows. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just came back. Because like, <laughs> you, you brought it up earlier. I bet I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> so now I'm like, I'm saying it like so much. Oh my gosh. No, I'm saying got you so with joy mm-hmm. what do you guys think about joy as far as in reparenting what does that look like like as it fitting in like being in the reparenting pillars. as a pillar yeah yeah i feel as though joy is needed in the human experience yeah. like that's what we came for mm-hmm. um exactly. it, part of <laughs> what we came on earth for is having joy so you know not for getting about that and not getting too caught up into the mundane if you will of discipline because too much of it you know or it really being the driving force behind you know 
your day to day. Yeah, why you do things. Um, now, if that brings you joy, being in discipline, that's a different story. I'm not mm-hmm. talking to y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. Like myself. Like, <laughs> I'm not talking to you, boo. <laughs> but in just getting lost in the gotta do this, gotta work, gotta have money, gotta, and not even understanding what it is that brings you joy. Yeah. So I feel like in not implementing those things, that is detrimental in you know in the long term i feel like missing joy is like that's where it comes in Mm -hmm. it's just that reminder to you can have fun you Mm -hmm. can enjoy what you enjoy Mm -hmm. but with everything (laughs) in balance Mm -hmm. it's just like that that reminder yeah I think that joy is like your sense of why you're doing something as you were saying like why am I making this money or why am I doing this job like the job to an extent should be at a point of joy to do it like you mm-hmm. should be well, your your work is you providing a service mm-hmm. and you should enjoy providing that service to a certain extent of course there's days where we don't enjoy maybe our job necessarily right but that's the point of having work is work is something that's fulfilling us What's the fulfillment? The joy it brings to us. So I think like in a lot of books you read, especially spiritual ones, they'll say that, you know, you walk a path, but you walk it to so that it brings you that. So it's a really mm-hmm. important pillar to have because, yeah, it's the reason why you're doing the stuff you don't necessarily, maybe it doesn't, maybe it's not as fun, right? But maybe it is something you need that can provide the balance of the harshness of maybe the discipline act or the emo- like emotional emotional regulation isn't necessarily like hard but for some it is if you weren't taught it mm-hmm. so it's like i do think that joy in, in, is the reason why we're doing something yeah. to an extent mm-hmm. like you know my body does feel good after the gym that is a joy in, in itself so or you know there's so many other ways that we can look at that but i think it's such a key pillar because we it's it's the purpose of what we do in the sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> so let me pose this question: We hear the word happiness, mm-hmm. and then we hear joy. Mm-hmm. And so, what would you guys say is the difference between the two? May I take this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go go. <laughs> Have it. <laughs> So I I heard this years, years, years ago at church once that happiness, the difference between happiness and joy is happiness is an emotional state that can go away, can be taken away. You know, you can let people take it from you. However, joy is a constant state of mind with what you you have of course we're gonna have days where we're not as happy as normal of course we're gonna have days where we're not as angry or you know we're gonna have those days it's just it's just gonna happen like that's just a fact but we don't forget about the joy that we have within ourselves within our environment uh, within our community even you know it feel to me joy is at the core 
mm-hmm. of a lot of gratitude mm-hmm. yeah. and that also poses you know just joy being at the end of that emotional regulation yeah like i said in the present moment do i feel like emotional regulation is self-care hell no <laughs> like i hate this <laughs> but it's oh i'm so like just that release yeah. of doing it how do you feel like i feel grateful that it happened mm-hmm. yeah. and that being in joy what I want to ask y'all is, because I kind of thought about this a little bit, um, it kind of just came in, just a different perspective on happiness versus joy being how much power is given to each, mm-hmm. or how much power are you willing to give away in each of those aspects. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Not necessarily. No, thank you. Okay, great. <laughs> I mean, like, are you saying between... Are you talking about the four that we talked about, like mental, physical, and spiritual, emotional? Or are you talking about spirit... Um, I'm sorry. Are you talking about joy versus happiness, and how do we... So I'm saying... So specifically happiness versus joy, mm-hmm. right? Happiness being I can give you the power mm-hmm. to take away my happiness. Mm-hmm. Versus joy being more so how much power do I give you mm. okay. to interrupt my joy? <clears throat> well, I believe that when I'm work doing something with someone, there is, I feel like it's a give and take. They're giving me something, I'm taking something, I'm giving them something, they're, they're taking something. So I have joy in, in the giving and receiving process. There's not a time where I've really ever felt like, Oh, I'm giving so much of myself because at the end of the day, it's like I should be comfortable with what I'm giving. You know what I'm saying? So I think for me, it's I don't I don't I don't have that issue per per se, because if I'm giving something to you, it's a part of my unconditional love that I want to do that. So if I'm mad at anyone, I'm going to be mad at myself for that. I'm not going to be mad at you. Because I can say the next time I don't want to hang out with you or I don't want to talk to you or, you know, like break it up in a way that feels comfortable to me. So I never feel like in that way I'm giving someone that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say it, it doesn't seem right to give away your power in either one of the aspects. But does it happen all the time? Yes. Because mm-hmm. to me, I believe happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. Because if someone stresses me out, I have the decision to make of whether I'm going to allow that situation to rob me of feeling happy in that moment. Mm-hmm. you know but if i make the decision of like these things belong to me <laughs> right mm-hmm. you can't have them right you know what i mean right. so it's just being aware mm-hmm. mindful of like when you get into an argument or disagreement with somebody like how long am i going to allow that mm-hmm. to disrupt however i was already feeling within myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but let me ask you this so if i look at happiness as a choice and an external choice and I look at joy as internal like it's always there anchoring me right a state of being a state of consciousness Mm -hmm. a lot of times when I ask people what gives them joy they will name something externally Mm -hmm. which not to say that's wrong or right but let me ask you this question if it is purely based internally right I'm Mm -hmm. gonna go zen moment on on you guys for a second and be real fast Mm -hmm. I want you to close your eyes I already feel it. (laughs) I know what you're talking about right now. And I want you to picture yourself 
being in a empty room it's just a box room and everything is just white walls there is nothing in this room except for you sitting indian style in the middle of this room so there's nothing externally necessarily that could bring you joy mm -hmm. so that means you have to tap into everything within you to find your own source of joy so now open your eyes and tell me what brings you joy connection because in that moment if i'm in a four white walls i have nothing right but myself mm -hmm. which is not there's nothing wrong with being by yourself right but i think in life like it's just over time over time like people aren't meant to be alone so for me feeling connected whether it's to nature or whether it's to family or friends i think connection is really important to me and that brings me a lot of joy mm -hmm. Well, first thing that came to me, like, I just started smiling right away. Yeah. Me like, too. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just peace. Like, it's just, just feeling peace in, in, and oddly, even though it's just me being by myself, nothing external, it's mm -hmm. an element of freedom there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I also love. And this is why I asked you guys this. Do I believe that connections and all of these external things can be an expression of our joy? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that we are meant to have those things with each other. Mm -hmm. However, I always want people to be aware that your joy is based that no matter what scenario or what situation mm -hmm. or whatever chaos is going around you, that you can center it back to blocking everything out that's externally and mm -hmm. still despite all of that, still being able mm -hmm. to anchor into that joy. Yeah. That was a great exercise that I hope y'all did. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I'm throwing shade to the ones that did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you say to someone, since you know you coach people all the time, who says, or in a depression or in a bad spot, where they say they, they can't find joy or happiness? What would you say? So we go back to the choice. Mm -hmm. And like we've talked about, this is a, a healing process, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not to downplay the emotions and the experiences and the, the darkness or heaviness that mm -hmm. you go through on the one side. Mm -hmm. But you do have a decision of whether you want to process that, release it, and, or stay there mm -hmm. or not. Yeah. And so when you have that moment of like, what is it internally that you're magnifying and mm -hmm. what are you feeding and building up? You know, are you in a state where it's become part of your identity almost of this dark negative angle? You know, I don't know how to be outside of everything is pitch black and everything sucks and nothing's going to go my way. You know, people get into that as an identity role. Mm -hmm. It does. And you don't even know you're doing it yeah. to an extent. Because if you're numb and yeah. you just... Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a part, of, we'll talk, I guess, in the next episode, we'll talk about, you know, um, ego death and the dark night. Um, but prior to that, if you're numb and you're just, you don't notice it and it, and okay, I'm not going to say this. No, I'm not going to say it, it's going to sound bad. Not, I don't want to say victim because you're not. But it's like, you know, you just don't see it from another side and you're looking at that angle. Then it can... It, it, you can't see it. You can't see the shadow if you're in your shadow. But people do So that's take the problem. <laughs> so that's they, the problem. We can't see the shadow if we're in the shadow. <laughs> but there are some people that do. 
Yeah. And there are some people that do play the victim. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if I choose, like I said, it come, a lot of things we choose to take on as an identity because I don't know anything else. Mm-hmm. And if I were to step out of this victim mentality or deposition, mm-hmm. then who would I be? Because mm-hmm. people have correlated me to this. And I've right. built my lifestyle around it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's still making a conscious choice of doing things to magnify or feed a different aspect. Yeah. You know, we we are going to have the darkness and the light within mm-hmm. us at all mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a great way to, like, even get into the light, not since I just do this now, you'll feel so much better. Maybe not because you're going to have resistance to it, but is a sense of gratitude for the things you do have, whether it's a roof over your head or you know a car to drive or your body's functioning you can see like I know these things are like yeah but we forget the small things that like we're walking we're breathing you know those small things that we have and we're meant to experience life so if you have those fundamentals we can just start there and of course like it's um it's a like I don't know positive penny aspect I don't know I'm giving it a name positive penny but like everything's just so great no but we have to start with like baby steps, whether it is gratitude or an affirmation to recognize what we do have mm-hmm. because we play a narrative so much in the mind that we just create it over and over. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be something else to replace that mindset. Yeah. And it is and it, and it is hard to, when you're in your shadow, but you have to bring in that light. It's a choice to bring in that light to yeah. balance it out. Gratitude changed my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just... First thing in the morning, three things that you're grateful for. I'm pretty sure I said that to the episode before. <laughs> this is like a great like throwback <laughs> episode. See if y'all been keeping up. <laughs> um, but I, it's it's I never realized how powerful gratitude was yeah. until I actually did it every single day. Mm-hmm. Just e- again, even if I didn't feel like it, just. Mm-hmm reminding myself of the blessings that are surrounding me and actually being grateful for it like actually feeling grateful for it and it's just it you can't help but find the joy that you do have at practicing that gratitude like I freaking woke up today my mom woke up today Mm -hmm. like she's healthy I'm healthy we it's yeah. 2021. I don't got COVID. I ain't right. have COVID. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, dude, I can see, like... Where where it falls. I it's put crazy. shampoo in my eye the other day. Whew! I'm so happy <laughs> I can see. Like... <laughs> it's crazy you mention that because I don't think it's taught ever in school. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's something that I actually, like... Why aren't they teaching kids this? Like, those, that's a fundamental way of living, mm-hmm. in, in my yeah. belief. Like, write through things you're grateful for at the start of your day to the kids. Like, you know, like, that wasn't something we did. We yeah. had to pledge allegiance to the freaking flag for whatever right. reason. We had <laughs> right. to say thank you. But right. why? We yeah. don't know. Yeah, like, I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> noticing this. I'm yeah. like, why wasn't that a form of, you know, a form of teaching children? Or, you know, there's just so many things when I think of education of, how many ways they could just be reformatting children and like fixing some of the yeah. 
those those qualities that could really transform a child's life. Like if I had that as a kid, where would I be now? Like I don't know. There'd be a lot of like I I have a lot of blessings. But who knows how many more I'd get, like, you know? Like, think about the generations prior and who were the people that were teaching us. They mm-hmm. weren't in, they weren't capable in a, a yeah, state of not. mind to, mm-hmm. they weren't even grateful for them, you know, in themselves. So it's how could they teach us? The when they don't them. know. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then sometimes I think we get intimidated by being positive because we think that we're not supposed to have any bad days or any darkness or any negative thought everything is supposed to go from zero to a hundred i'm supposed to go from woe is me to everything is rainbows this is not how it goes yeah it's exactly. a way of life that <laughs> it's ups down right. in between rocks like gotta right. take the secret path right. to the other side not hop too over long like... ago i was just like <laughs> yo just trying to stay positive, all it's positivity, and it's bullshit. You it can't is. learn a lesson it's, that way. It's fake to me. Exactly. You can't learn a lesson that way. And not every time you go one way, there's one way to do it. Like, mm-hmm. your life is meant to be lived through a series of learning processes. And there's just not... Like, yes, like, I do think we can look at situations in a certain light, and we can look and be like, okay, wait, am I looking at it this way, or am I looking at it that way? Because I would say... For me, on like that talk, I was a very negative mindset person. Now I would say I'm on the more positive spectrum or more relaxed spectrum. Like, hold on, let me just see how this plays out before I just react because my ego speaking out yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's positive. I just think it's like enlightenment of the process my brain was doing previously. But, you know, there's ways that we go about things. And I, I agree that, like, there's this positive, positive, positive. It's not positive. It's just, like, if I if I take myself out of the situation, let's weigh the thing. Is, is it true? Yeah. You know, is what I'm, I'm really thinking, is it true? And it's, like, how do I know that that's true? Because I think sometimes we believe in things and we just play this narrative. Well, the relaxed frame of mind is actually enlightenment because, yeah. like, Let's go with Zen teaching, right? <laughs> if everything, like, you're looking at everything as a neutral. Because right. our ego and our emotions is what creates a label and gives it a positive or a negative. Yeah. But if everything is not attached to us and we're just looking at everything as neutral, like, okay, that happened. Okay. Yeah, right. That happened. All right. Like, you know, but we get so emotionally charged and we're like, oh, this is awful. Oh, this is the best thing. And we have no idea what is the next, um, you know, domino that's going to fall that could be incredible. Or, you know, we don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen mm-hmm. from this one thing. It's really interesting because it's like I think about ways that people want you to be in life, like the way that we're taught sometimes. And I feel like we're taught to be very quick-witted. Mm-hmm. Oh, quick. Like, especially Americans. Yeah. Especially we're taught to, like, you're fast, you're quick, you do things like this, you do things. Slow's not it. Americans aren't considered slow. We're considered fast-paced, first to do this, first to the, or the best to do this. So it's not really teaching you, like, in, I believe in our society necessarily patience, practice makes perfect. That's not taught. It's taught get good grades, do this a certain way, follow the system, this is how you do it, mm-hmm. climb that ladder. Right. It's very technical in its approach, and it doesn't... I'm not blaming here. I'm just saying it's naturally wired within us through our society to be fast and to make fast decisions, which is why we can either feel very emotionally charged or do something quick-witted because I feel like we're kind of taught it. Yeah, to be first, have Mm -hmm. kids first, get married first. You're on a time clock. Yeah. Who? 
Right. Says. And so it doesn't matter. That's why, you know, unfortunately we have a, like, let's go with marriages, right? We have so many of divorces and things not working because I had to do it first, mm -hmm. right. you know? And it's not that I had to do it right or I had to be in truth. I just had to do it first. Right. Yeah. Right. Or on the church aspect. Right. Had to do it the right way. But like, is there a right way to pray? We actually that like, good together, <laughs> so now we gotta separate. Like, yeah, like is, is, there's a right way to pray. There's a right way that you pronounce your sins. Like what? Right. Yeah. Says who? Right. Right. <laughs> right. How many times these ancient scripts have been rewritten? <laughs> I mean, they're great. They teach you something, but it's meant for you to learn. Yeah. Not meant to learn mm -hmm. one single-minded way to do it. Right. So it's just like, I don't know, I feel like that in itself, like finding the the middle ground to your observations isn't something that we are taught, but yeah. something we have to learn because society is not mm -hmm. teaching it. And even in our current generation, we're not teaching that. We are right now. We are. We are right now. <laughs> no. okay. okay. She said it. I'm just saying, like, what's out there is, yeah. like, find yeah. your purpose. And, you know. It's a um, big lack of accountability Yeah. out there. Like, in all just, it, mm -hmm. what made me think of that was just the positive, positive vibes only. Like, it's just such a lack of accountability. Yeah. Like, on all sides. And there's just in too much opinion. information that you get overwhelmed and confused. You don't know where to go anymore. Mm -hmm. I was listening to this one, I'm not like this one guy talk about why the millennials are the way that they are and how we um, we were coddled as children and how, wow, and, how <laughs> and how we're the in-between in that they didn't do enough to teach us the right way because we don't know discipline as hard as our ancestors do. And mm -hmm. I'm just like... Maybe some point you're hitting on, I, I understand, but it's like, why does it, this is no, like, this is nothing against other generations, but why do they always shit on us? Like, as if, like, we, we are the cause of everything. Like, they always come to us, and it's like, it's the millennials who's like, because we're changing cool. shit. That's what exactly like, what I was going to say. No one is comfortable with change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We we adjust that as well, or we're going to, uh, mm -hmm. don't remember anymore. She just put it out there, we're making change. Like, we're... <laughs> <laughs> but we're really like in in this is just across the board astrology spiritually we are the generation that's like comfortable with calling out other people's accountability like mm -hmm. calling that's out people true. needing to have yeah. accountability we're the generation that's calling out the bullshit practices yeah. that are in place yeah. we're the generation that's like well alright since you think we ain't doing it the right way, we gonna show you the right way. Yeah. So it's, I feel, but at the end of the day, it is about us invoking change. Yeah. And any amount of change is uncomfortable yeah. at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it, if you look at it from the perspective of, those generations feeling responsible for you know building the country up to what it is today uh and us not being in the same light as them or even yeah. being disciplined like them mm -hmm. i'm sorry but i'm gonna just call a spade a spade here mm -hmm. and that just sounds like jealousy to be honest 
Yeah, I like, think there's a sense just, of freedom. I think there's a big sense of freedom in the fact that you can make money not working so hard. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what all the other, every single one before us has believed, except us. <laughs> like, yeah. the ones who are like, you don't have to work that hard. Yeah. You can actually find fulfillment in what we're doing. Yeah. I think we're really, like, big on that. Mm-hmm. And so it's a sense of freedom of, like, all these pressures that are placed on me. Yeah. We can learn how to remove them. Yeah. Wait, let me ask. When you say discipline, because I'm thinking about, like, getting disciplined versus actioning out of discipline. What were you meaning it as when you said it? When I said what? Discipline. Discipline. <laughs> When you first brought up <laughs> the older generations mm-hmm. and I was just having certain things and we're not disciplined the same way that they are, my mind went straight to I like, mean, I think, disciplinary action. Uh, no, I think when I mean discipline is like they're okay. taught to have such strong discipline in terms of like work, 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 okay. work, 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 work. So you can have this, and you can have that, and you can have this. Not actually, as we're talking about joy, not finding a joy in doing what they're doing. And I think a lot of us millennials are like, no, we don't have to work hard and work so much, and then we're not finding joy in our life. Like, yeah. And I think they notice that, especially within their parents, mm-hmm. grandparents, the relationships between one another. They were, we have to do this. No, we don't have to get married. Mm-hmm. No, we don't have to, like you know, have a job that doesn't fulfill us. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, just because auntie said this about, you know, this, and this is the right way to do it based off a book, that doesn't mean we have to do it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what I mean by they were disciplined a certain way. Because I think um, my friend said this today, uh, traditions. Mm-hmm. Traditions from, from generations, from wherever you've lived on this earth. Because America's mm-hmm. still new in, in, in ways. And so... Um, you know, but your your family comes from somewhere and they have traditions that they've placed on you and mm-hmm. have made you do those traditions that do kind of sometimes feel like a a discipline in a way, in a way. So I think that's what I mean. More like traditions that have come through time after time and they're taught. There's not much joy except what you provide to the family. It's Other than, I mean, I know Americans don't really think like that, but I think a lot of other cultures do what are you doing for the family yeah and um i think a lot of the millennial generation even the ones who are first generations are like but i gotta take care of myself because yeah there's that that aspect coming in Mm -hmm. so i think there's a lot of what the millennials doing is is change but in a way where they're trying to find fulfillment and joy in what they're doing why am i getting married to this person why am i having kids why am i having this job right questioning things which and life, as time goes on, there's not one way to do it. What works for one family or one person mm-hmm. may work, but it's not going to work for everyone. And that I think millennials understand that everyone needs to respect everyone's way of doing something in a different way. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mm-hmm. agree, too. Because I think every person individually, their journey looks different. And like mm-hmm. you said, a lot of times the uh, newest generation is expected to take care of the last generation when it's like, well, like, hey, that is not my responsibility. Like, yeah. it's not my fault. You didn't put yourself in place to take care of yourself. At yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm, personally, I want to do it. It would bring me much joy to care for my dad and not yeah. have my dad care for me because of how much he did mm-hmm. for me. And I'm, like, yeah. very grateful. So that's something that's, like, a reason why I want to do something in life. 
because it brings me joy to like see my dad like I got you a car I got you this like oh just to see my dad's face like you bought me this car like I would I would love to do that that would fulfill my cup up to the top because I love seeing my dad happy which is great as that you have that choice exactly but not as this is mandated over you no exactly and he doesn't he's like I gotta take care of myself I was like who are it's really interesting because you know it's like that's not what how he he, unfortunately like that's not how he was taught he was taught like I'm gonna care for my mom it's my it's my responsibility I think that's what I want to say. Not discipline, but responsibility is placed on us. Yeah. It's like, that's my responsibility. And now that he's doing it, he's like, I never want you to be responsible for me. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I want you to be. <laughs> you're mine. <laughs> I'm so attached to my dad. <laughs> it's like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> it's like kind of thing. But it's because he brings me joy. <laughs> I don't have him for a long time. So I got to have as much as I can. Right. You know? It's beautiful. Yeah. So... I think my point is is that you can see responsibilities changing. And I think it does definitely, for me, it does start with looking at my family dynamic and seeing theirs. And then, we're like, oh, okay, I'm not going to do all that. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is a lot of kids don't know how to get out of it, you know, how to get out of the responsibility. And my parents, I don't know what to tell people because it's like my parents put the responsibility and just they don't put it on me. I just don't think they just know I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it. They play, it's not happening. So they don't come to me for it. They'll go to one of the other two. And they'll be like, how do you do it? I'm like, because they know the answer before it's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, you know, like there's all these so much they'll come to me for. And they know what they can and they know what they can't. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever, there's some boundaries that have been placed, of course. But I think some of it's just in the way that I move. You know, so I don't know, like if you're trying for anyone out there, just make the move and people will follow suit. You don't have to overthink it or feel so guilty. Mm -hmm. You just got to make the moves to center yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people will follow the moves you make. I think that's another point, too. We stop feeling guilty. Yeah. This generation. That was a big thing. I'm sorry, like... you feel that way, mom. <laughs> 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 within, uh, within traditions. So it was like two years ago, I quit Christmas. I just quit it. And it was hard. Like, well, it wasn't for me. For me, it was. Right. You know, because. <laughs> Don't know about nobody. It didn't bring you joy. Well, I had no understanding of why the hell am I having a tree in my house. Like, why are we doing that Mm -hmm. but the other part is like (laughs) so now we have the thing of like i tell people hey i'm not doing christmas right but they're like oh well we're still gonna get you something so initially i did have guilt of like why not get you something i felt bad but then i was like you know what (laughs) i told y'all if you feel led like (laughs) (laughs) do you do that with your nieces and nephews too Uh yeah okay just wondering yeah across the board i mean when i quit i quit Okay, okay. Yeah, we're not doing that over here. <laughs> I've tried to quit, and She's then I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I told y'all in January, don't expect nothing in December. <laughs> she quit Christmas. Oh, my God. She's a crank. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Grinch. <laughs> no, you don't solve Christmas with the cranks when they were, like, quitting Christmas. That's oh, me. But yeah. then they went back. Anyways. Cute Grinch. I think that's my spirit animal. Like you have just. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you do have like a who face. Have the... 
it's cute. It's a good thing. It's a compliment. It's not bad. Like, Cindy Lou was really cute. Is it bad? Like, yeah. just you. Why? Have you seen a who? <laughs> no, it's not bad. Cindy Lou is, like, fucking adorable. Yeah, but she was a who. Like, easier no. I don't. I don't know. Okay, we're not talking. No, you obviously don't have the who. Yeah, she. her nose didn't come in yet, actually. Thank you, Sydney. And it would be worse when it did, because then it's just, like, straight oh, dog I'm style. just thinking, like, you remind me a little bit of Cindy Lou. Like, and you know, like, I think it's a compliment. Ooh, child. Anyways, so that anyways. was a great, <laughs> joyous moment to wrap this up and get into last week's challenge. Yes, so that was about having our forgiveness letter. Who wants to share? <laughs> I did, but my, my who knows. Oh my gosh. She's not going to let me live this down. Nope. <laughs> Just reverse. Like we're wrong time. This week. You look this like week, a who. Nina's in time. <laughs> no, she said it, and I was like, yeah. That's kind of how it went. I said she looked like a who. I said she would look like a good Grinch. Like with the makeup and everything. That's what I'm saying. Like, All right, I'm sorry. I didn't think she it was, was like, thank you. you. <laughs> so well. She's like, yes. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I am. But Cindy Lou know. Everyone, please let me know if you agree. <laughs> Get side by side of Cindy Lou and you together. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just keep going with it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you uh, all right, let's go. Let's go. That's so okay. funny. Nina so, was in my forgiveness letter last week, <laughs> and now what? she can be in your next forgiveness letter. Um, do you, you don't remember? You did not tell me I was a part of your forgiveness letter. <laughs> no, because you weren't. It oh, show sure. <laughs> from the last episode. <laughs> oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> that one went over my head. Okay. Okay. Your forgiveness letter. How'd it go? So my forgiveness letter was to my teacher because, uh, I don't know, I, I was thinking about people that, like, have done, that's been forgiven, you know? So I was thinking about things that have really affected me, like, throughout my years, and I think education's been a huge one because I've dealt with ADHD, and I don't think um, people made it a problem instead of, like, like, oh, man, she's suffering so much. So I think my education has always, like, kind of stumbled. So my forgiveness letter was to educators and teachers. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, <coughs> so <laughs> I did a meditation <laughs> instead of in lieu of a letter. Um, so the meditation was like you know visualizing this person that you could forgive. And having them in your space and basically having that that love energy just being onto them and not having any of the hostility or unforgiveness or any of these things but just giving them you know for pure forgiveness and gratitude just for who they are as a person and so that was my exercise that I did how was I mean like we're not just talking about like what you did. Like how was it? Like how did it feel? The people want to know. I was mad. The people in yeah. me. I was, <laughs> I was mad. I was I was annoyed. I was annoyed. I wouldn't say I was like angry mad, but I was annoyed because it's not something that I recognized. 
mm-hmm. until it's like it's such a defense me- mechanism for me or like I fall into the place where I feel stupid or like you know mm-hmm. or like I, I so it, it like borders for me it's like dang like, I don't I don't feel like I was handled right you know mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm a child so it's just kind of like mm-hmm. you know so it was frustrating I think I think I felt yeah. frustrated and annoyed that like these conditions are kind of placed on me it's not who I am yeah. Which in the night, in a way, it's very freeing because it's like I'm not that way. It's something that's placed upon me based off scores and whatever. But that's not knowledge. That's not meaning I'm smart or dumb just because I don't do well on a test. Mm. So I think it, yeah, like she said, it's like annoying or it's frustrating for me. But at the same time, it's freeing. It feels good to like notice that it's not something within me. It's something that was a condition placed on me. Mm-hmm. I think it's normal that once you're in that process of like wanting to forgive somebody your old feelings of why you don't in the first mm-hmm. place are going to rise back up and you're gonna, yeah you're gonna feel all of that like oh yeah this is why <laughs> i'm pissed off you know right. so it's like all of that comes back but then you have to be like all right this is why i am forgiving you this is what i'm doing i'm releasing that mm-hmm. now i can move on and then it is a, a freeing feeling after that mm-hmm. yeah so for myself I did another journal entry, um, cause, and I'm now here, and y'all, I would do this, like, every day of the week, almost, <laughs> but, <laughs> so I wrote uh, another one than what I told you guys about, and I forgave my church, mm. especially specific people that were in the church, um, you know, just remembering how they acted, things that they said to certain people, the hypocrisy of it all, and just the, Ugh. I feel you, just <laughs> everything, like quick little, quick little tidbit. Did I say this in an episode? Oh, no, I did say this in the last one. Um, one particular person ended you know like I did what was right and had my meetings with the people I needed to have it with um I said hey you know I still love you they say I know you do and turns around and like walks away which I'm like hey yo what like every other like (laughs) that hurt me like a lot you know knowing people are like oh Sydney she goofy she gonna be pregnant before she get married like just in in passing, like, you, not that I blame him for anything that happened, but why would you speak that? Right. Like, you know, we're all supposed to be cool, like, yes, love, like, it's all there, but it it's very not. arrogant. And it, <laughs> it sounds so arrogant. I know you do, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> give, me a, give me a back. <laughs> well, so, and it was, it was funny because this happened, this happened years ago, mm-hmm. and I, um, would every now and then when I felt the emotions come up, you know, just, oh, I forgive them. I forgive them. Forgiveness yeah. is for me, not for them. Forgiveness is for me, not for yeah. them. But it didn't really, like, solidify until I was writing it down. Like, yeah. okay, you did do this, that, and the third. And how I feel is very valid because I'm not the only person that feels this way. But I digress. I have a team that supports this (laughs) and then just getting into like just the just writing it down like honestly just does something 
with making it plain and right there and and honestly sometimes writing it down kind of calms you down a little bit like making you see another perspective like outside perspective almost right um so it was a huge release i did get a little annoyed again a little bit but like because i'm still just like flabbergasted (laughs) that someone would say that (laughs) like at all but it was really just it was a really nice release and like a little sprinkle on top like ripping it out of my notebook setting that joint on fire and just Mm -hmm. like all right cool yeah i don't know whenever i've done the fire piece it's never really worked out for me i'm like am i gonna burn anything (laughs) so i i was do you have nothing to put it in no i did but it gets like it gets like all the way high (laughs) and i'm like when is it coming down like you know (laughs) don't burn the house down (laughs) right Right. and so what's this episode's challenge so to choose yeah, we talked about a lot of different things about self-care in this episode. And the last. And the last. And all the ones prior. <laughs> we Y'all just didn't know it. <laughs> gotcha. And so I'm sure that you've heard some of our examples, or maybe you have some of your own ideas. Some of our things may not work for you, some may. But the point is to try something and find your fit, right? Mm-hmm. So... The challenge is to choose a self-care act. I'm going to say daily, and it could even be five minutes mm-hmm. a day. Mm-hmm. Because I don't believe self-care should only be when I go on vacation or when right. I do these things. It needs to be a every day. So it needs to be a discipline. Yeah. You know, if <laughs> yeah. I have to charge my phone every day, just imagine what we have to do with our physical bodies, right? Boom. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, boom. Y'all understand what she just said. (laughs) So, find something that you want to incorporate, whether it's even five minutes a day, and we Mm -hmm. challenge you to add that into your routine, and tell us how it affects you. Let it charge you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) Thank you all for tuning in for another episode. We will see you in two weeks. And we hope you take care. This is Highness Talk. I'm Sydney. I'm Tani. I'm Nina. And we'll see you next time. Bye. If you would like to check out this episode, unrated and unedited, it is available on YouTube. All you have to do is click the link in the description below. Give us a like, comment, subscribe. Also, turn on the notifications. That way you know when we post our next episode. See you there.